0: Welcome to another episode of Kiss My Mic. Our theme this month is Rising Stars to honor the many wonderful Philippine ex creatives in TV, music, and film. And today, I am honored to be joined by Chris Soriano. Chris is a writer, producer, director, actor based in California. He recently wrote, produced, directed, and was the lead actor in the movie called Zeus about a boxing champion who unfortunately lost his mother to COVID and who ended up challenging an Asian-American boxer named Zeus. We'll talk more about the movie itself, Chris, but I do want to thank you first for being here, and welcome to the show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
0: So, Zeus, the movie about this boxing champion during COVID. Tell us about the inspiration behind the film and what made you decide to write, produce, direct, and act in it.
1: Great question. And uh, what inspired me to create this film was just all these hate crimes that I saw happening to Asian Americans, to Filipinos, Filipino Americans. It was such a terrible thing that I said, if I could write something that would bring justice or showcase this issue in a different angle, that's my mission statement. And so, you know, with all the fancy titles of writer, director, actor, I just did it to save money at the end of the day, because as an independent filmmaker, you know, you got to wear multiple hats to bring the costs down. And I'm really happy that I was just doing my best to be resourceful and it all worked out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Why was it important to you to really send that message. I know there's a lot of hate crimes that we've seen, which is not new, which saw the increase during COVID. But what was the underlying reason that you wanted to send that message?
1: I wanted to share that these things are wrong. You know, It's hurtful. And I believe that the most powerful medium out there is film, is movies. And I felt that if I can showcase this in an activism type of form, that maybe someone would be more sympathetic or empathetic would be able to see this, like that's somebody's Lola or Lolo out there. And, you know, there are Filipinos that are being killed from this. Many have died and they're setting people on fire. I mean, that's what started this whole like craze off of why is this trend happening? Why are people randomly punching? It's the most disturbing thing when you see an old lady get punched by like a 24 year old or something like that. You know, that that's something that I just felt like, I don't know, I want to do something about it.
0: It's definitely a critical story that makes an impact. That's great that you're doing this, Chris. So this is also executive produced by Manny Pacquiao, right? So tell us about that journey. You know, how did Manny come on board? You know, how did that come about?
1: You know, after filming this, we wrote it, we we shot it, we did everything, and um, right when we were done, I knew that. Nobody knows who we are. So, we, you know, we're independent artists who don't have a name. And I felt, you know, who could raise awareness of this in the most positive way? And that day, Manny Pacquiao did a post on Instagram that said, you know, fight me instead. And he was referring to all these attacks on Asians all over the world. And he was fed up with it. And so I said, whoa, we share the same vision. Let me reach out to him on Instagram and hopefully he'll respond. And uh, miraculously, through the grace of God, he did. And he said, you know, I'd be happy to help and share your message. And I was like, man, am I talking really to him? Who is this? This is crazy. You know, off of a DM, it spiraled into something so amazing.
0: What was it like working with him? So you reach out to him, which was an inspiring story to other people out there also who probably are scared to take the first step, right? But it's so great that people are very responsive. So maybe talk a little bit about what it was like after the fact.
1: The impact of Manny joining us really elevated our project. Uh, Nobody would look at us. Nobody would even speak to us. But it wasn't until he entrusted his name with us that the world said okay what is this film what is this message and it feels so good when people finally respond to us after working so hard on this film and his name really helped us
0: So Chris I have to address the elephant in the room so I am part of the LGBTQ community and in the past there's been some controversy that's involving many with regard to some message that he shared towards LGBTQ So my question is, what is your message to LGBTQ fans out there who may have reservations to see the movie because of what Manny had said about LGBTQs back in 2016?
1: First off, I love and respect the LGBT community. And, you know, God tells us to love everyone and even um, many political leaders and people in the church have said quotes like, you know, who am I to judge? And, you know, I I just want to write off the bat, start off with love because that's the purpose of this film. And that's where I want to connect it with, you know, our purpose with this Asian hate crime raising awareness. You know, the goal here is to not spread more hate. And this film is totally different from any comments that were said in the past, whatever those have been. But I believe that by spreading love through this film and having people see the purpose here of elderly Asian hate crimes, that's stopping. If we can succeed and raise awareness on that, we can work on other issues out there. And um, I'm sure I want to respect Manny's words. And I also want to have my own opinion and say that I'm here to just promote more peace and love.
0: That's beautifully said, Chris. I really appreciate that. You know, you're right, because ultimately the goal is not to spread more hate, but to spread more love. I think that's a really powerful message. Going back to Zeus, the movie, I think I heard one of your interviews where you talk about the movie itself. It took you about 90 days to shoot it or film it. And does that include post-production as well?
1: Oh, yes. And I'm glad you read up on what we did and you saw there because people say that wasn't possible. You know, I, I really wanted to rush and get this thing done as fast as I could. I wasn't going for perfection. I was going to deliver the message here because typically when you make a movie, it takes six months to a year. And on top of that, it'll probably take another year to get it because you'll usually go on the film festival route, uh, the circuit, promote it. And then, you know, I wanted because of these hate crimes, to get out there as fast as possible, and you know, I wrote it in seven days. I know that might sound a bit fast, but Rocky was written in two days by Sylvester Stallone. Um, but you know, I heard that was rewritten so many times. But um, and then from there, our pre-production, which is basically planning, that takes anywhere typically like three to six months. We did it in a month. You know, our our production, our filming day. That's like principal photography. That took 21 days. And then our post, as you had mentioned earlier, that took another 39 days. So in total, it took us 90 to deliver it. And, um, you know, we are uh, we just solidified an acquisition with one of the biggest distributors in the Philippines, who I'm excited to announce here, uh, starting in a, a few days. Yeah, we did it. We we're really excited.
0: <laughs> Amazing. No, that's great. It goes back to you know, what you said earlier, you know, if you really have the passion for it, that you can make things happen. So that's beautiful. So during the 90 day period, right? What were some of the challenges that you've faced during that time frame? And also on the flip side, what were some of the positive things that you would consider the successes as well during that period?
1: Yes, uh, such a beautiful question, the challenging as well as the positive, right? There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and sometimes it's really really dark, but <laughs> the challenging thing I would say the ultimate was getting this virus, getting the coronavirus. Um you know, we were threatening our we we're risking our lives. <laughs> and I told everybody on the first day, you know, if anyone here gets it, that's game over for us. Everything we would have done would have been lost. So we are shooting a film in the most difficult time in film history to make a film. And we are also against all odds because who makes a film in like 90 days or less end to end? And also we're not even supposed to be out there. I mean, there were certain stay at home orders in place that, you know, you had to be home and, you know, we had to acquire certain film permits and, you know, you're not supposed to be out and about shooting a film, let alone we were like a village of like 35, 40 people. So, mm-hmm. you know, imagine social distancing 40 people and then moving out like a big unit. So, you know, we thank God we got through all of that and nobody got COVID. And, yeah. you know, we it just shows you when you really stand up for the mission, maybe it will prevail. And it did for us on that sense. And some of the positive lights that came out of it was, Now all our cast, our crew are flooded with messages like, thank God you guys are like, I got a story of what happened to me. I really appreciate what you guys are fighting for. And just the fact that we are right now even speaking about this, that's the beautiful blessing that came out of it. Like the world wants to see this film and also they want to be inspired to do the impossible.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, both, you know, just talking about the challenge, which is the reality of COVID and then you know, the end product, right? All the results of the love and passion of everybody. So on the topic about COVID, it's a central topic to the film, right? You know, one of the characters contracting COVID. And yet in reality, there are others who either deny it or do not contribute to finding a solution to address it, such as the anti-maskers or people who do not want to get vaccinated. What are your thoughts on that, Chris?
1: A mm, uh, beautiful question, because I myself was hesitant to get the vaccine. My fiance and I, you know, we, in order to travel, you got to take it. In order to do this, you have to take it. This might be bad, but I was visiting my family when they were like, you can't visit your family. And so I was like, I don't want to be paranoid anymore. You know, so my stance, and I'm not saying this is everyone. I just said, I I wanted to take it. And also I was going to fly out to go see Manny in the Philippines. And so in order to fly out, you got to take it too. So I was like, all right, well, you know, if I'm going to take the vaccine, I'll take it for Manny. (laughs) So I I took the vaccine with my fiance and um, I was paranoid even when they're putting the shot in my arm. Like, well, you know, I hear all the conspiracies. Am I being microchipped? What is this? What is that? But, you know, when I saw more and more people get sick and more and more people uh, pass away with the numbers, it just, it's one of those things at the end of the day where, it's a personal decision and you have to do what you feel is best. And I just felt like, um, you know, I took it and and that's that. But I'm not on the anti-vax cr- crew or the let's get vax crew. I'm on the let's be safe and I'll do what I feel is best and you do what you do is best and I'll respect whatever you want.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, it's such a beautiful story. Also to hear about your own journey, you know, in the beginning, the hesitation, because you're right, you know we don't know all the impact yet and the side effects, but then going through the process and ultimately thinking that it's a personal decision and taking your own stance, but also respecting others. So that's beautiful. All right, next, Chris. So boxing. So why boxing?
1: Oh, uh, because I feel like in, if somebody's getting attacked... And they can't defend themselves. The first thing I thought of was they got to fight back. And I said, whoa, you know what? What if this happened to somebody who could fight? And naturally, the thought of a boxer came into my mind. If you Filipino and you're growing up, they're going to teach you boxing in some shape or form, whether they know how to box or not. <laughs> and so I, I learned, you know, how to throw a jab, a straight, a hook. And, um, you know, I just... I felt comfortable in the metaphors of boxing. Like, what's it like to get knocked down but get back up? What's it like to take a punch? And so I crafted the story around that, and that's the reason why I chose boxing.
0: And what about the character name, Zeus, and ultimately the title of the film? How did it come about?
1: Beautiful question. And that title, the name Zeus, I wanted—I looked at other films in the past, like Rocky, and I wanted something, you know, one syllable— and like something that maybe a Filipino could identify with. It was funny. I always hear my family go, you know, Zeus or they? It's a joke, actually. So that's probably how it all came about with all the atoms in my head just said, all right, let's make it Zeus. And then, you know, that's how the name came about.
0: I love it. Where can fans watch the movie?
1: Yes, we're going to make a big announcement. They'll be able to watch it, you know, on the streaming platform that we select or that we have selected already. So, but uh, for now, they could go to Zeus the movie and we'll show it there. But August 19th, it will premiere in the Philippines and August 20th, it will premiere here in the U.S.
0: Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, we'll definitely be looking forward to that, Chris. So I was reading your bio and it says there that you had some tie in to Shark Tank Mark Cuban. Tell us about that.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Before this, I had different types of hats or careers. I was a journalist at one point. I was working at a sandwich shop. Uh, I was a valet, I, you know, and, you know, throughout life, I was even a, uh, a, a CNA, certified nursing assistant, because I couldn't even uh, pass the classes to become a nurse. So, you know, I, I had different hats, and I, I think that contributed to my life experience. But growing up in San Diego, the biggest entity there is the military. They, you know, it's a big base. They influence a lot. And there were a lot of conferences that I would attend. And one of those happened to be a military conference. And I was so inspired that I decided to make my own type of conference. And a lot of the military troops, they were asking me questions like, we want to start a business. We want to make this. And I don't know anything about a business. So I I told myself, maybe I'll connect you with somebody who does. And I remember that night I saw Shark Tank on the TV And I told my uh, fiancé, my girlfriend, who's my fiancé now, I said, wouldn't it be cool if Mark Cuban could speak to these troops? And I remember at the time she was telling me, like, stop dreaming. Come on, focus. Like, that's never going to happen. And I love it when somebody tells me that because it really makes me go, all right, I'll prove to you that it can. I won't prove you wrong. I'll show you that these things can happen. And I Googled his email, which you can do. If you Google his email, it will pop up. And I just emailed that email. And 30 minutes later, it was Mark who emailed me. And I guess the rest is history. I couldn't believe it was him. And he came out to San Diego and he empowered the troops all because of a simple email. Similarly to how I... Emailed or uh, message Manny Pacquiao on Instagram. I mean, you'll be surprised if you take a shot. What could possibly happen?
0: That's a good takeaway, Chris. You know, this thing's gonna happen. Follow your dreams and, you know, give it a shot. You know, the same way that we've connected here and now I'm talking to you about your film. So thank you so much for raising my podcast with your presence
1: oh absolutely likewise it's a win-win always i look at it is we're always helping each other out and um this is a privilege so thank you
0: all right you know when it comes to your acting career why pursue acting and tell us a little bit
1: about your why ooh, I love this question because growing up, you know, I would see so many putis, some white people on the on the screen, and they were my heroes, you know i I'd see Tarzan like, man, I want to be like Tarzan. I see Rambo, I'm like, man, I want to be like Rambo, and then you know, even Rocky, and I was like, man, there ain't no Filipino superheroes, and there's like, you know, where are we? Are we Mexican? Are we a different like people didn't know who we are. they would see our last names, and that's just how I felt and then you know, I had a confused identity growing up. I was like, yo, I'm Filipino American. They're like, which one are you? I'm like, no, that, you know, that's my mom's from Pampanga. My dad's from Manila. They made me here in America. They're like, you know, so I just felt like, you know what, if I've got an opportunity, I ain't the best looking dude. I see myself as an average guy, but if I can get up there on the screen and show people, look at me, I ain't got no experience, but I'm up here in this film starring in it. I've never starred in anything in my life, never acted in anything in my life. Uh, If I could do it, so could you. So, yeah, and and, and that's why I decided to just act in this film and also save money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, that's great. I mean, the idea of increasing representation because there's limited representation out there. So what's your take on that Filipino representation in Hollywood? is it getting better? What are your thoughts?
1: Yes, I'm very hopeful that it is getting better and much respect to, I mean, it it gave me chills. and made me cry when I saw the Yellow Rose film, who I saw that you had her here on your podcast. Um, So, you know, also when I saw Charles Melton and like Henry Golding, I mean, this is like only five years out and we're seeing Asians on the big screen, you know, there, there is a lot of hope and i'm going to do every ounce of my abilities to contribute to that hope so that small door that's cracked open will be wide open you know the more of us that take a shot at it the more people will see us but if that momentum dies uh oh, we're going to die with it so we got to we got to keep feeding it you know
0: definitely let's keep the momentum going so speaking of opening doors do you have any dream collaborators you know, actors, directors that you want to work with.
1: There were so many, but then you know, I realized at the end of the day, I was like, it'd be cool to work with Leonardo DiCaprio. It'd be cool, but then that's like the first level thought of a of of a dream. I think, and as I go deeper, my big dream is to bridge the gap between Filipino American content and the Filipino content. Like, I want there to be a universal bridge where you can, you know, I see so many movies coming here to America, but they're um, all Tagalog speaking mainly rom-coms. I want us to supply the Philippines with great content, and I want the Philippines to supply America with great content. I want to contribute to that bridge. I believe there's more besides rom-coms. We can produce great horror. You saw that with The Red. Uh, His last name is Red, and his father was a filmmaker with Erie, and he created Dead Kids. Like This is like an unprecedented time in filmmaking for Filipinos around the world. So sorry if I went all the way around your question. I just feel like I'm incredibly happy in this position to continue to make unique Filipino American content.
0: That's truly inspiring, you know, in terms of what your mission is. It's really bridging the gap and offering diversity because there's so many different stories out there. You know, it's not just about one thing. There's so many sides to us. So I think that's great.
1: Absolutely. You even have a story, the challenges you went through and and that's, you know, I don't know. It'll be so amazing because usually you got to be like a professional superhero boxer to make it on the American cinema. But what about a a good story with a good plot? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like we'll get to that one day where we don't have to up our competitive advantage just to make it to the box office, that it would rely story on good, true storytelling. And I pray that we can get there. Yeah.
0: How do you think Filipino Americans can support each other better?
1: I feel like we could by having more conversations with each other. Like when I would grow up, uh, you know, I would always ask my Filipino cousins, like, you know, yeah, man, I think there's a general disconnect between Filipino Americans and people in the Philippines. And I just remember some cousins saying, oh, Filipinos are mayabang or the Philams here are mayabang or, you know, we'll go back and forth. I just think we need to, like, at the end of the day, when Filipinos talk to each other, it's like... Yo, I'm sharing food with you. I'm breaking bread with you. It's like I'm verbally embracing you uh, because we're like that as people. We're so giving. And, you know, what MacArthur said, I guess, if enough Filipinos come into a room together, we'll take over the world. So I just think there needs to be like a, a momentum of talent base, us coming together and really vocalizing here's how we can help each other. That's the only agenda. You know, I don't know. That's my thoughts.
0: No definitely I mean I grew up in the Philippines so I also see that side <laughs> and then here having been in the US for the past 18 years there I agree with you that there is a disconnect in that perception of mayabang are there other observations that you can share in terms of differences between you know the Philippines and the US as it relates to making movies you know whether it's the process whether it's the creation process or the audience, your film's going to be released in both the U.S. and the Philippines. So you've seen both worlds, right? Any thoughts on that, Chris?
1: In terms of the creation, I feel like there's like a process where, you know, you got a camera, you got a pen and a paper, you write the story and you make it. And where art comes in is like, I've never sat down with someone in the Philippines who creates films, but our team is, we have two team members in the Philippines, a Rose and Ezekiel, who... It was me and them. They were virtual assistants who ended up, I just, I don't I don't like that term. I feel like, you know, it just sounds degrading. I look at them as team members. So it's me, Hillary, Rose, and Ezekiel, us four. This is how we made our film. We collaborated together. So uh, to answer your question, I guess, directly, I think everybody's unique process of creating is unique, but the essence and the DNA of it is still the same. I hope that helped answer it.
0: Yeah, That's beautifully said. The universality, you know, the essence. It's
1: very concise. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Chris, what's next for you? I'm trying to make more authentic films for us, for us Filipinos out there. I hope they get my humor. You know, a lot of the stuff that I put in the film too, I want to put stuff that makes us laugh in the theaters and relate with. So I'm trying to do that right now with a film about a nurse who struggles in COVID. I'm also doing a film similar to a Rambo, but with a Filipino, and also lastly, a horror film. So yeah, that's, uh, you know, if I can make one in 90 days, I'm going to try to make five.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. So many projects in the pipeline. How else can we support you, Chris?
1: I want to put my email out here in case anybody wants to make or learn how to make films. I remember when I was making this, I reached out to so many other filmmakers and uh, they just wouldn't respond to me. I don't know if there's a clause in their agreement that they can't, they might get sued but I don't care if I get sued. My email is contact, that's literally my email, I know, uh, at uh, dynastyboys.com. And if you got questions that I'd love to answer them. Oh,
0: that'll be great. There is some Filipino community that's really trying to promote mentorship. You know, I think that would be a good avenue for them to learn from you as well. So thanks for that offer.
1: Absolutely, and mine's all free. I ain't charging.
0: that's awesome that's great to see that one last question for you chris any advice that you would give to younger people out there who might be interested in pursuing a path in this industry
1: yes my advice is sometimes we think when we are going to get into an endeavor we need all the right tools we don't have all the right pieces but i believe that we must just start because as we start, we start to see the next clue, the next piece. And even as a boxer, a lot of the greatest boxers had the crappiest equipment. Take a look at Manny Pacquiao. His equipment wasn't the best. It wasn't, you know, the high speed. It was just a basic gloves and a helmet. You know, same thing in filmmaking. You know, you, you don't need the best camera to make a movie. You know, we shot our thing in 2K. People are like, yeah, I need 8K, 16K, you know, and we got picked up by a distributor. So. You'll be surprised what you can work with when you're resourceful. So that's my advice there. Be resourceful.
0: Be resourceful. Take the first step. We must start. And you kind of like the Nike slogan as well. Just do it.
1: Oh, yes. I love it. You summarized all that in there. I love it.
0: Any final words, Chris, for your fans or the audience out there?
1: Oh, my final words are to you. Thank you. What a huge blessing to be on your podcast We're impacting the world just right here talking together. And I wish more people do that. And I wish we had food with us. That would have been great digital food.
0: (laughs) A great way to end our conversation with a tease (laughs) about food as we get into the meal as well. So Chris, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and for this beautiful film that we can't wait to see and for everything that you're doing So we'd love to support you. Thanks again and more power to you.